Hey everybody, it's Jake Wiskirchen back with you on the Noggin Notes podcast. Thanks for hanging with us all these uh, episodes and for uh, last week I was out of town. Thanks for listening to the the revisit of the uh, podcast with Jesse Lott. We do have two of those though, so if you like what Jesse has to say and you like his lovely voice and it's a very calm, soothing one, uh, you can scroll back and find the the other uh, podcasts we did, they were, I believe they were back-to-back. There may have been one in between, but um, yeah, we do have two of those. So I was out of town with visiting some family, but uh, now I'm back, and I, and, and I found out from our founder at Noggin Notes that we have partnered with SanoMind, and this is really exciting. So SanoMind is an app uh, similar to ours where you it, it's a it's an audio-based uh, app for people to listen to audio content about things like this. So you may wonder, like, why would you partner with something that appears to be competition? Uh, well, basically, it's because we want people to get well, and we don't really care how they do it. And if we go out of business, uh, when we're not even in a business, we give this stuff away for free. Um, but if we go out of business because too many people get well, uh, I would be just fine with that. And I know that our founder, Safisa, would be fine with that, too. Um, that's our aim. We want it. We just want to get people well. So we don't really care who we partner with as long as they are of good clinical acumen. Uh, their stuff's based in research and evidence-based or, you know, emerging evidence-based practice. Um, we, we want to share it because we want people to get well. So check out SanoMind. Uh, right now they don't have a download, uh, platform for Android, or I'm sorry, a, a version for Android platform. It's just iOS, but that's a lot. And that's plenty. I mean, people got iPhones all over the world. So um, I haven't been able to check it out, but I've been able to read about it and talk about it. And um, I think this is going to be an amazing partnership. So uh, today's guest who's uh, doing doing our podcast, she comes from Ridgewood, New York, and she's a licensed mental health counselor. Her name is Susanna Senechich, and she is going to talk about breaking through the stigma around mental health, mental wellness, uh, psychological treatment. And I think this is a really important topic. She, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for her. She, she lays it out just fine. But I do want to say one thing about how um, we use the word stigma, especially for professionals. Uh, we tend to say, you know, break the stigma and stigma-free and all this stuff. And um, that's something that NAMI, if you want to check out NAMI, it's the National Alliance on Mental Illness here in America. Uh, they, um, they have a stigma-free campaign. My only hang-up with that is being a, a journalism degree holder is that the language uh, returns the, the mind back to the word that we're trying not to use, which is stigma. Stigma is a negative uh, impression of something. It's a, it's a black mark. It's, it's something taboo not to be discussed or not to be uh, invited into your life. And we certainly don't want to do that with mental uh, health treatment. So what I propose is that instead of saying stop the stigma or you know using the word stigma over and over again, let's make counseling cool or uh, let's popularize mental health treatment so for example if we if we look at like you know any crossfitter you know they're they'll they, they, they won't shut up about how they'll you know they're doing crossfit so <laughs> you, you see you see them posting stuff and <clears throat> and you know they map their runs and and uh, they post videos of, of working out and and this is this is all over right so what that what the effect is is that the casual observer says well he's having fun doing crossfit I want to check out crossfit too what if we did that with our mental wellness treatment and our, our mental health care? Uh, you know, doing a, doing a selfie from the Zephyr Wellness Lobby, saying, you know, posting it to Instagram saying, getting my anxiety treatment on or, you know, learning how to calm myself or, you know, uh, raising my insight today, uh, hashtag insight. Uh, I think that would really go a long way to making it cool and uh, making more people want to participate in this. The, the, the stigma has its roots in a history of, 
of painting people who struggle with uh, mental health issues as being, you know, super crazy and dangerous. And, and it dates back to movies from the 20s and 30s with the, you know, the quote unquote insane asylum that was spooky and creepy. And then there were horror movies made about it. And, and it still continues today. And I, and I, every time I, I walk through, you know, a haunted house or I see an ad for a movie that takes place in a, in a deserted mental health facility, um, it, I just, it just makes me grind my teeth because it, it only perpetuates that stigma that we don't want anymore. So, um, I would invite the listening audience, uh, first of all, not to, not to play into those types of stereotypes about what we do for a living and how people can get well, but also to change the language around it and say, yeah, it's cool to go to my counselor. It's cool to go to my, my marriage and family therapist. I, I you know, my, my marriage is better because of it. And, and everyone should go do this, uh, because, well, because we're awesome people, but also because I don't want to walk through the grocery store and watch couples arguing or, or yelling at their kids. I mean, can you imagine a world where everybody was so healthy that my profession ceased to exist and we all went out of business and Santa Mind and Noggin Notes were just relics of the past? I mean, that'd be awesome. So Susanna does a great job of laying it out, and I'm going to shut up and let her talk uh, from this point forward. Thank you very, very much for continuing to listen to us. I invite you to go check out Sano Mind. You know, get, get it from from both both ends. About once a month, we're going to be doing a crossover. Sano Mind uh, will be featured on here, and uh, I can only presume that we'll be featured on Sano Mind. So, um, thanks, and check out ZephyrWellness.org if you're in the Northern Nevada, Northern California area, because we're doing cool stuff too. And I'm I'm proud to be a co-owner and a sponsor of the show. You guys all have a wonderful rest of your week, and in the meantime, enjoy Susanna Sinicic and her explanation of uh, how we break through stigma. Hi, everyone. My name is Susanna Sinicic, and I'm a psychotherapist practicing in New York. Today, I will be talking about mental health stigma. I would like to start off by defining treatment in mental health facilities and psychotherapy as a whole because there seems to be a lot of confusion about what the treatment really is about and there still seems to be a lot of stigma around it and a lot of taboo despite the best efforts to eliminate that and to view mental health as another necessary step towards well-being as a whole. I want to speak a little bit about what happens in psychotherapy. Um, Basically, people who are attending psychotherapy and are in treatment do not necessarily have a mental health-related diagnosis, which seems to be um, a belief of a widespread population, unfortunately. However, people who are engaged in psychotherapy, they're looking for improvement. They're looking for um, working on their well-being. They're working towards their goals. They want to improve their relationship with others and with themselves. They want to understand their feelings better. They want to process feelings better. And this is nothing less than basic self-care and mental health hygiene, really. The way that you would attend a physician's appointment, perhaps, or a dentist visit, or go for an annual exam with your primary care physician or get your dental cleaning, even go to the hairstylist or to a spa to get a massage. It's no different than that in a lot of cases because the way that you're taking care of your body, you need to be taking care of your mind as well. 
yes, there are people who are attending treatment due to the symptoms, but once again, you would attend the doctor's appointment if you have physical symptoms, if you have a headache, if you have a toothache, if you're not feeling well overall, if you're feeling fatigued, you would seek help from a doctor. In the same way, if you're feeling a little bit sad, if you're feeling anxious, if you're having a problem or a difficulty in your life, you would go and speak to a professional as well to alleviate those symptoms. Therefore, it is no different than your body. Your mind and your body are one entity. There is no body walking around a brain without a brain and there is no brain walking around without the body. So we need to take care of both equally. One of the things that I also would like to mention is the definition and labeling of mental health. I personally hear um, medical terms and mental health terms being thrown around very casually. We would say that weather is bipolar, that a person who was one day nice to us and the next day gave us an attitude we would define them as bipolar. We would be very quick to diagnose. We would have one day of sadness or not really feel that great that day because let's say it's raining and you're stuck inside of your home, you would immediately say, I'm feeling depressed. No, you're just not in a good mood, which is very, very different from depression. So it is very interesting that we're so quick to utilize those terms so casually and to utilize them in our everyday language, yet when that is really the case, it is very difficult to speak about it. What happens as well um, in terms of labeling is that we would define the person by their mental illness. Let's say if the person has schizophrenia, we would say he is schizophrenic. If there is someone who is depressed or suffers See, I did it. I just did it. Someone who is depressed. No, it is a person who, is, who suffers from depression. They're experiencing symptoms of depression. Person is not a schizophrenic. They're suffering from schizophrenia or they have schizophrenia. Person with anxiety. They have anxiety. They're not anxious because they're not anxious all the time. People who have depression are not depressed all the time. Person who has schizophrenia, that is not their entire identity. It is only one part of them, one symptom, one aspect that they're experiencing that is very different from who they are as a whole. That person who has schizophrenia is also a beautiful artist. They're also a co-worker to someone. They're a parent. They're a husband. They're a wife. They're a sister. They're somebody's child. They have many different roles in their life other than that of a quote-unquote schizophrenic. The same way with person with anxiety. Yes, they're anxious, we would say. No, they're a person who has a life and anxiety is just one aspect of it. So please be mindful when speaking about mental health. Be very careful about labeling, but also do not be judgmental. Allow people who have those symptoms and who are in fact suffering from a mental illness to seek help without judgment. They take that step to 
towards their better life, towards improvement, towards the better life of those around them because they want to manage their symptoms just like you would want to manage your toothache to be able to function fluently again. So please be mindful of how you relate to those people and please seek psychotherapy for yourself as well even if you do not have any symptoms of mental illness it is a beautiful thing to experience psychotherapy um, to get to know yourself on a different level and to be able to really speak about your feelings very openly to be able to get feedback from an objective professional who is going to guide you the way that that you want to go who is going to to help you achieve your goals by doing that in the right way that is going to make you happy, that is going to make you fulfilled. Um, It is very different speaking to a professional than speaking to a family member or, or a friend. Our friends and family members are emotionally invested and they're going to tell us their opinion, they're going to be overprotective of us, they're going to tell us what they believe is the best for us. But is their choice really the best one for us? Mental health professional is going to work with what works for you. They're going to help you get to your desired destination by utilizing what works for you and by making sure that you're the one that is happy and that you're not only doing something to please others. So please experience it for yourself. I have, I still do attend psychotherapy as well because I want to continue to work on myself although I am a psychotherapist and I do have the tools but I just want to be able to take care of my mind to be able to clear my head to be able to speak about my feelings and events that occur throughout a week um, to be able to cleanse my mind um, from those emotions that I've been collecting throughout the day from those stressors that have been piling up throughout a week So please give it a try and once again keep in mind that by attending psychotherapy, by consulting with a professional, by speaking up when there is a problem, you will be able to save many, many lives, including your own. You will be able to become a better person. You will be able to be healthy, to to enjoy the life to the fullest and to be able to enjoy those around you and your surroundings and everything that you do in the best and healthiest way possible. So please, let's together work on eliminating stigma. Let's stop making mental health a taboo. Let's stop judging those who are experiencing symptoms and let's join in with making the world a better place with them. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.